welcome adventurers. Here's what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. With time on their hands, Shaft takes the opportunity to visit Kepley's to talk about funeral arrangements for Danzig. While the rest of the party helps get Bakla to the Arknall Theatre to reunite him with Julvi. It's here they receive word of the theatre being all but abandoned since the night of Hannah's death, and how the Neogi made constant attempts at breaching the barricaded basement doors. And now, on with the show. Chef, you are, are, are milling about outside of Kepley's Exchange for 35 minutes or so, but before you see the party approaching uh, down the road. Okay, I'll look at him and I'll point and count. One, two, three. Now give him a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like everybody made it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll walk over to him. Did everything go okay? Yes. Yes, Julvi was elated to have been reunited with another of his kind. And also, I think, very appreciative of the circlet. Did you take care of whatever it was you needed to do? Yeah. I did warn Kepley of the Neogi under the city. Any news? Has it gotten worse? It seems they're still active. Uh, Julvi says that he's been actively trying to fend them off and, and continue to keep the tunnels blocked from the Neogi's access. Well, apparently, nobody even knows that Hannah's... I look around. That Hannah's dead. Oh? Well, interestingly, Shaft, the theater has been cleaned and any trace of what happened there is gone. Uh, Hannah's guards have come in and got rid of everything, so... I think they're trying to keep up appearances. And thank you again for the, the circlet. He was so happy to have one. Yeah, well, you know... They gotta try to do what they can do down there to save Drakal. Anything we can do to help protect him. Right. It it does seem to be getting worse, but interesting that they're not letting anyone know Hannah's gone. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I don't I don't see the the play here. Either something else is, you know, hopefully the Neogi haven't taken over the people there and and are somehow keeping it all hush hush for some reason just to keep. You know, I, I, I just don't know. There could be Neogi involvement. You know what it's like. They're mind-controlled. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've been standing out here for a little while now. I, I, <clears throat> I've been looking up the sky. I haven't seen any uh, any ships come in. Okay, do you have anywhere else to go? We're kind of just ready for the tower again. I mean, we could grab at least grab an ale and, and wait. I wonder, It's it's a bit of a walk, but... Would there be any use in, in getting perhaps some healing potions or, or anything else from magic, magic, magic? It, it could be a long journey in the mountains. Oh, yeah, you're right. We do need to, to pick up some things. It can get very cold up there. We're working for Samuel. Will he not give us things for free? Well, I, I don't know. It depends know. if he has things. I imagine all the supplies were in the tent that was ransacked. Plus, I don't see a lot of paladins, you know, about my size. I'm fine with shopping. I have gold again. Oh, well, that's that's good. Let's, uh, you know, maybe pick up a few things. I, I think 
you might want to get something a little uh, a little warmer, I should say. And uh, you know, some some ropes, some some pythons. It's not it's not easy climbing in the Vorag Mountains. We shall follow you, Shaft. Tell us what we need to get. Okay, is there a like a adventurers type? A uh, place we could go that sort of carries that kind of thing. Since we're so close to the Vorgrag Mountains, are there uh, like expedition things or anything like that that might be in the city that people come to to gather up their stuff? Yeah, absolutely. That's obviously not going to be a problem, in the, in, especially in a city the size of Drukal, to be able to to uh, procure any of the non-magical items that uh, you will need. So you're thinking you're going to want pretty much. Mountaineer equipment is essentially what you're after. Mountaineering equipment, right, yes. But it's your favorite terrain. Yeah, it won't be a problem for me. But you guys want to come along? I thought it helps with the party, <laughs> too. You know? it, do- it does. It's just flavor. Just in case we need to do some steep climbing, we want to have the right stuff. So it looks like uh, any of the equipment you're going to need is actually relatively pretty cheap, especially compared to uh, a knight's room in an inn. <laughs> so so you'll be able to get pythons and uh, rope. Yeah, the, the honestly, the rope is uh, even hempen rope. I don't know if you want to splurge for the silk, which is going to be uh, str- uh, lighter. It'll be lighter. Well, I mean, what what kind of price? What kind of price premium are we talking? <laughs> like, here? if you want to get a fifty foot thing of silk rope, it's ten gold versus hempen rope is only one gold. So if you want to get just normal rope plus all the pythons and some winter clothes, uh, you, you'll get it all for five gold pieces each. Uh, Faldrin will get, uh, will splurge for some silken rope. He's used to you know soft things against his his your hands smooth and right. well moisturized yeah. skin. You have no yeah. calluses yeah. built up at all. No, it no. would just ruin your dainty wizard hands. <laughs> yeah, that hempen rope just would not agree with with Falzern's. Okay, well then, so Falzi, yours would run you uh, fifteen gold. Then the rest of you, if you all are fine with the hempen, just five for all any of the equipment that you that you would need to survive the mountains. Which, of course, with Shaft's expertise, easily... Okay, you need this, 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 this. I already had 50 foot of rope, but I went ahead and bought a second 50 foot of rope just in case. I have a lot of rope now. Well, I would say that uh, Shaft would obviously be able to advise you that, you know, multiple areas... uh, To have to scale somewhere with rope, like, you're going to have to scale cliff faces much uh, much taller than 50 feet, too, right? Yeah. It looks like Falsey actually has some some rope as well. I think if you have a standard adventuring pack, yeah, it should come with it'll it'll come with rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got extra. Sure. Rope now. You can all put down that you have a hundred feet of, of rope after your expenditures. Absolutely. I think the standard, you know, some gloves and some things that so we won't take any exhaustion or anything as we're. It protects yeah, you from the freezing. Elements. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so you, okay great so everyone you, you visit sword sword swords. With the, little gnome, with the little gnome yeah. guy there, right? If you recall, you've been to this place before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pick up all your all your gear you need. Do we want to get more potions, or, or do you think we're good? I'm good. I want to go talk to Sammy. Do Do I know of a place in the city, in the city that we could go that um, would be sort of more of a private place to eat, like sort of a 
like an actual like, uh, like restaurant where you could sit at like a private oh table. dude one beer is gonna cost this how much you know like the mob uses in the italian restaurants where you you get to go in the back where the regular patrons are not gonna see or bother you that kind of thing okay shaft you can roll me a history with advantage I was going to say, isn't the inn kind of like still being renovated from the fire? Maybe we could chill there. All right, that's a 14 and a 13. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you you could certainly find a place. Uh, it's it's going to, it, uh, it will be in Detmer's district. Uh, again, because, you, you know, Detmer is like this in-between place as far as, uh, like, um, cost. Between like Lags and Hannah's, right? There's there's clearly like Lags is like destitute, Detmers would be middle class, and then Hannah would be would be upper class, right? So yeah, other than the Tickly, there there certainly is a kind of like a little hole in the wall place, right? Kind of off of some of the main streets, but populated by a certain clientele that kind of similar similar people to to, to Shaft. If you want to find somewhere, you just so, so the goal is just to find somewhere private to sit down. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, just hey, before we head off, because once we talk to Sammy, we're going up into the mountains. It's, why don't I treat everybody to one last hot meal? I know a place. I shouldn't, but I feel suspicious of you, Shaft. Why? It just seems too nice, too selfless. Mm, okay, you don't get anything then. Rest of you want to go? I'm gonna look up in the sky, see if I see the airship or anything. Uh, from the, from this position, no, you don't see anything. Uh, but you also know uh, that, like, it, it would be approaching from the southeast too. Um, you're you're fairly far northwest, right? So there may like there there's no, there's a bit of a slight chance, depending on it, on the course of the, that. A flying ship would take that you would actually be able to see it from where you are, but looking up, you, you, there's no activity um, in the in the sky other than a, you know the odd bird kind of flitting around. We should make it quick, Shaft. We need to get back. Yeah, yeah. This this place slops the food together pretty quick. I mean, it's a nice place. Right. Uh, come right. on. Yeah, that that does sound uh, great. I I wouldn't mind a hot meal. It just seems weird, but I'll go. Whatever. Oh, Mia, don't don't look a gift horse in the So, mouth. Chef, Chef, you take the, the party about a... It's about a kilometer south of the Tickly to a place called Whisper's Inn. Uh, d and is in miles, thank you. Yeah, I don't know how far that is. Shoot, sorry. It's about a <laughs> mile south of... <laughs> it's totally the same. That's much further than the kilometer I had in mind, but that's your fault, and that's going to take more time. <laughs> that's, that's the damn metric system. <laughs> it's faster Imperial and more system? efficient, I tell you. Metric, metric, metric. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I want to take everybody in. I sort of, if I know the people there, let them know I want a table. Go back into the back area, have a nice little quick meal. And then when everything's sort of done, I'll say, uh, Hey, Falzrin, can you pull out that, uh, that, that ball you got? One that takes the magic away. Uh, yes, I can. What do you have in mind? What are you doing, Shaft? I got I got one other thing that we need to look at. And I pull this little black leather... Uh, looks like a small book. And I'll pull it out and I sort of lay it on the table. Open it up and I say, 
it, it's blank. There's nothing on the pages. I said, uh, shine that thing on this. Let's see. I want to see if it does anything. Where did you get that? I acquired it. Whose was it? Well, let's see what's on the page first, and then we can talk about it. So Falterin kind of looks around, um, just make sure there's no prying eyes, and he'll reach into his bag of holding and pull out this large anti-magic device and twist the top around so that it's focused only um, out one side of it and try to shine that in the direction of this little book. And that distinct gray haze shoots out from Falzerin's ball. And Shaft, with, the, with, the, with this small little book in your, in your hand, opening it before the, the haze and, and the devices used on it, you all see that like the pages, they look like they're, they're blank, right? And using this device in a, in a very, very similar way to, to how the blank space in the family tree reacted, ink starts to just rise to the surface of these pages and populates with, with writings and, and symbols on the pages. Shaft, you're brilliant. Is this well, the cipher? Well, let's see what it says and then we can see if it's the right thing or not. So essentially what's in this book, like there's no, th there aren't written words in any language in this book. There are uh, a number of symbols and it does look like there are four distinct strings of symbols that are, are, are put together, right? And then you kind of flip a page and then there's another long string of, of these symbols. And there's only four symbols that are, are, are repeated within these different strings, all in, in, in varying arrangements. Uh, so, so think of like a, like if it was like one, two, three, four, it'd be like one, one, two, two, three, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, one, three, four, four, three, you know, like strings of like this code almost, but in, in, in this symbol. Could each of you give me a history check, please? Five. 16. 23. 19. Everybody but Mia immediately recognized the symbols here as matching symbols that are depicted on the amulet of Kalar. Because if you recall, the amulet itself, within its little, within the little pendant, that four-sided triangle that rises up, each side has symbols written on it. So those are the same symbols that are repeated in this cipher. So everyone but the girl who studied the amulet very closely so that she knew exactly right. what it looked like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're having an off day. Yeah. You're having an off day. But here, you're yeah. drunk. You're drunk. You've been taking what advantage of my me? goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Do you guys see this? It's just like the amulet. Yes. What? No, it's not. Yes, look, Mia. Yeah, yeah. Look. Look, closer. I put it up mean? in her face. Look. Look. Yes, Mia, don't you remember these, these symbols look the same as the what size was of the pendant. on the amulet. I don't know. Yes. Not to me, it doesn't. I think you would remember once we pointed out to you. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> yes, a, a refresher <laughs> kind of clicks with you, Mia, here. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Wow. How was I... How did I not notice? Okay. If we had the amulet, we'd be able to know what this all meant. It might help us with the other information. This is the cipher, then. This is the cipher. Yeah, now that now that I see something on the pages, uh, it all makes sense. A magical cipher. Coltus is not going to be happy. Well, 
he doesn't need to know right now. I think if we could get somehow get the amulet and take a look at this, we can maybe put the pieces together. We don't know where anybody's alliances lay right now. It would be nice to know before we hand this over to Samuel. How do you plan to hand over something that you stole from him? We can say we found it on the with the books. The doppelgangers. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, um, but you want to figure out ahead of time what we're going to just figure out later? Because isn't he going to allow us to use it to find the armor? I have no idea, like I said. That was my understanding. That was the plan. Do you know that for sure? Do you really trust everybody? No, Shaft, I don't trust everybody. I just mistrusted you taking me to this restaurant. Well, there you go. So trust me that you don't have to worry about trusting anybody else. I'll be cautious for you. Mia just takes a bite of whatever slop he ordered. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a good idea that we are cautious about this. What, so what are our options here? Well, well, the only thing I can think is we got to get the amulet back. So we go back to the tower and ask Sally to see the amulet and tell her why. Say we'd like to give it to Samuel. You know, we found it. And if she doesn't trust us with it. Sally not trust us? She's not Mia. (laughs) Hey, all I'm saying is I can't be the persuasive and charismatic part of these plans. I'll follow, I'll pick up what you lay down, but, you know, I'm the hammer healer. I mean, if you just want to hand this over to Samuel, we can do that. But wouldn't you like to know what's in it? We can try if he's not arrived. I mean, let's go right now. Let's try to get it before he comes. Take a look. It would be nice to have a chance to look at it. How do you think it he works with the like wear the amulet? Who's gonna be the guinea pig? I wonder if if the symbols on the amulet can can help just interpret this code. It's only four symbols. They're a key. He told us it would they work together and it would help us find the gauntlet. I wonder why there's four codes if this is to aid us in finding one thing. Maybe it's four different pieces of the armor. Maybe. Maybe it's something more than just the armor. One code for each piece of the armor, yes. Maybe. We gotta go try to get the amulet. Everyone, finish your thing. I agree. I I think we have an opportunity that we perhaps won't have again to get access to some very valuable information that Samuel may not be willing to tell us. We don't know that we can trust him. All right, I throw some money on the table, leaving a pretty healthy tip, and then uh, sort of stand up, wipe all the crumbs off of me, take last swig of ale. What are we waiting for? Start heading out the door. I get about uh, half a mile away. I turn around and see nobody's following me, so I keep going. It's because we're a half a kilometer <laughs> away, so we gotta like. Do oh, the- <laughs> that's right. We gotta do the math. I have no idea where they are. We're gonna jog at different. They speeds. must be traveling in metric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I follow Shaft. I'm following okay. the kilometers per hour. Follow the speed limit. Now we are approaching like. Early evening to like five, six, six p.m. Right? If if you're so close to my long rest, very close to bedding down. Uh, the sun is, is is starting to get pretty low, low in the sky. And as you now head back up to that that main road and, and approach that approach that gate, you only get about uh, a couple of kilometers. I 
God, I didn't, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> yes. I swear, I did not do that on purpose. Yes. You get only a couple miles away from the Whisper's End before on, on and up to this main road. Uh, before there, you kind of hit a, a cluster of of paladins, and there it seems like they've they've made like this uh, this like checkpoint on the road. Hi guys. We're uh we're just working for Samuel going back. Is is he here? Is he there yet? Who are you? Um, who are I'm you? I'm Mia. Uh, Mia, who? I mean, who am I? I'm a. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm Mia a Brightwood. I'm, I'm afraid you 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 can't pass. It's for your own safety. No, what? we know Sally. We uh, know Samuel. We're we're working for Samuel. What is going He's... on here? Well, we have to evacuate a section of the city. Why? Uh, like I said, it's. For the citizen safety. What is going on here? Does he look like he's under Neogi influence? Uh, you don't see on any of exposed skin or on his face or anything. You don't see any tattoo or anything. He's he's one of four paladins here uh, on the road, and you see kind of behind you is just Shakar is asking why or what's going on. Two more paladins kind of escorting uh, a number of of townspeople, kind of passing and, and down this road and, and further west. Sir, I'm telling you right now, look at our circlets. We've been on the front lines. We've seen the trenches. We've been there. We Listen, we saved the tower. It's it's Mia, Shakara, Shaft, Falzerin. We're working for Samuel. Please let us through. He kind of looks to one of his, you know, companions and he gets a nod. I'd be quick getting back to the tower before it gets activated. The tower is being uh, activated? Wait, wait, what? Why? I'm here manning a checkpoint. You think I get told why things happen? Shaft, I'd suggest you must I'd be move quick. now. I, I'll I walk start past running. Him. Yeah, I'll I'll run too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck getting out the city. <laughs> he activated the tower because you have his cipher. I'll settle down. You don't know that. That is exactly what is going on. You think he arrived? I ignore. Let's go. So you are approximately five miles from the gate as you all know that the influence of the tower itself is like a six mile radius uh, so it does appear and as you're you're hustling through these streets more paladin members are escorting more uh, more, more draconians outside of the area of effect and people people that don't know what's what's what, what's going on like they're confused many of them are angry uh, it does look like there's a, a lot of unrest starting uh, amongst the, the townspeople themselves. But you just kind of, the snippets of conversation you get from paladins is like, this is for your own safety. Stay if, if you insist, but I, you need to move or you will not survive, basically, is what they're saying. Falzer and fly ahead. Tell Samuel to stop. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Shaft, do you want to come with me? I jump on the back. Okay, so I'll get I'll get Denny out and we'll mount him and take off. Uh, and then Shakar and, and me are just hustling. Hustling, hustling. Like, <laughs> 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 this stuff is so heavy to wear. Huh? Okay, so falls are in a shaft. You're gonna take the uh, kind of same, basically down the road and then turning north and in into the camp by the road that you exited. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the the most direct path. Uh, and, and you get to the outskirts of the encampment uh, relatively quickly. Still, though, like you're like the mile, you know, you can move like like a mile takes you about twenty minutes to move normally. Right. So with Shakar and, and me uh, hustling, that kind of halves the time. And then 
even uh, further reduced by, by Denny by Denny's time. So you can get to the edge of the camp, and it's still going to take you like 30 or 40 minutes, though, even by Denny at full at full speed to, to get to the edge of the encampment. And, and as you're moving, like, there's no there's no light activator. The tower looks inert from where you can see, uh, with Shakara and Mia trailing behind. And basically, I, I would say by the time uh, Shaft and Falzern get into the get to the edge of the encampment, Mia and Shakara are, are still a mile away from the gate, probably, right? That's the difference in, in the speed here. As Shaft and Falzern, you're whizzing by into one of the one of the main like spokes of this camp's layout, right? You see kind of another like cluster of, of paladins outside of the encampment, and there's like a, a, a tent set up, right? And you as you start to approach, you see them starting to like waving at you. To to get you to like putting hands up like slow down stop stop and you see under this tent there is a table with a, a couple of crates set up on it uh the contents of which you, you can't make out from where you are in relation to the tent okay so i will i will kind of urge danny to slow down and we will sort of alter our path and try and come down with an earshot of these people that are motioning at us to see what they have to say hey uh who are you? You're entering uh, the camp. Uh, it's it's not going to be safe soon. Is is Samuel here? What what's going on? Uh, who who are you two? I'm Falzer, and this is Shaft. We're we're we've been hired by Samuel. We have important business with him. And he he again kind of notices your your circlets, which really only seems to be the the only bit of like physical. Uh, paraphernalia that you have to to show other paladins that you are actually working with them but so far it seems to be sufficient but you know once he kind of sees and, and realizes oh so sorry i i mean you, you're not wearing any of any of our uh, the paladin symbol here i didn't realize look you're you're gonna need these and he turns to the crate and fishes out two uh familiar cubes with swirls of sigils around them and will hand each of you a cube I would be quick in attuning to these. Uh, once that tower flares up, you're going to need them. Uh, we have a couple more that are running down the road here. They're about a mile back. Can one of you guys take a couple cubes to them? They're they're coming this way. Okay. Yep. It shouldn't be a problem if they're working. If they're one of us, we, we we'll get them a cube. We'll describe them and then go. Come on, Falzern. Okay. Yeah. So I will I will carry on um, speeding off toward the tower. They did tell us there was a some something we had to do with these cubes, right? It's just have them on our person. No, he right? he said he said you better attune to these quickly. You attune, okay? Just attune to them, okay? Ah, frick! How long does the tuning take? An hour usually. Oh, so then that's not going to work. <laughs> but I mean, we'll we'll be at the tower by then anyway, so we'll figure yes, out what's going on. Yes, you are at the tower in under twenty minutes from the edge of the encampment. Uh, Shakara and Mia now have, have uh, passed the gates of Drakal on, on their way. And Shaft and Falzern, you, you rip right up, up to the tower and can hop off Denny and, and enter, if you please. Do we see Samuel or anybody that looks like someone of importance? Yeah, do we do we see another airship that's docked somewhere? Uh, well, keep in mind that you are, have flown directly to the middle of the encampment, so around you is just tents, so you don't see any... You don't even see like the rising four where like you did when you left the encampment above the front line. You don't see any signs of an airship anywhere. Outside of the tower as you approach, you see this familiar vanguard of Samuels, the 
members in the knockoff, like the prototype or the uh, the replicas of the Arcanist armor, standing outside of the tower, like at attention and, and at guard. And and these, they saw us before when we were in Heraklion, right? So they would recognize us, presumably. So as we get off, we say, uh, "Hey, we need to shut this thing down. We need to talk to Samuel right away." And as you've approached, they've kind of, like, cross swords to block the, the entrance into the tower. And you you just hear, like, Samuel call out to them, Allow them entrance! And they, you know, remove their weapons from blocking your path, and you can freely enter the tower. And once you do so, you still see Sally is there. Samuel is also has also arrived. He is wearing the amulet already. And there are three other people uh, surrounding him and, and the table. A, a human, sorry, a, a human man, a human uh, woman, and a, a, a female tiefling. And they all have a, a symbol on their armor uh, that is, like, you know, if you recall, like, Catherby had a specific symbol on her armor. They, too, have, and all three of them have ma- a matching symbol, different from what Catherby uh, had. But theirs is is like a, a, a tower, and it's just kind of set upon like a series of stars around it. I'll walk right in, walk up to the table. Is Samuel sitting behind the table? They're all just standing around it. Again, those maps kind of sprayed splayed uh, out on, on the table. Uh, little kind of markers now denoting on some of these maps. I'll pull the cipher out of my jacket and slap it down on the table and go, You don't need the towers. Use this. And slide it over to him. Where did you get this? Killed some doppelgangers. It took a lot of your stuff, apparently. I don't know what it is. It was a blank book. But uh, I assume that's what you're looking for. And that's all they had on them? Yeah, I look over at Falzern. Hey, there are some other books that we got off of them, too. Falzern will pull out the uh, all, of, all of Samuel's journals and uh, put them on the table as well. He'll immediately pick up the cipher. And one of the other three kind of picks up like the six journals uh, as well. He's not, doesn't seem to be too concerned about about those. It's good you recovered this. I arrived back at my keep to find it ransacked. Oh, really? What I assume to be the last dying gasp of the cult of Kralikina in an attempt to disrupt my efforts. Ah, well, there you go. Now you don't have to turn this thing on. Is, uh, is that what we need to go get your gauntlet? With this in the amulet, I can pinpoint its location. But I believe the tower's activation to be more strategic than to leave it off now. Sally has brought me up to speed about what's happening in the camp. And the city. Well, what, what, what's the tower? How's the tower going to help us? I don't understand. The tower is the best protection of our encampment that we have. That means we can move our personnel into the mountains and not worry about the encampment itself. In addition to portions of the city being uninhabitable by the Neogi, even below ground. But it has such destructive force. I Surely we can, we can wait. Uh, this seems rash to, to jump to doing this. This is not a decision made out of malice. This is a decision made out of desperation. We are being assaulted on too many fronts. We are making all efforts to minimize the damage to the people of Dracal. Sounds fair to me. So, uh, it's Shakara and Mia on their way, and when they get here, we're, uh, we're ready to head out into 
into the Varag Mountains, and can you tell us where we're supposed to be going? With the cipher, plans are changing again. Once we use it and pinpoint, we'll send you on to your mission. All right, well, uh, I think we're as prepared as we can be. We have supplies for the harsh environment. Is there anything else you can tell us that, that, that will help us? Anything we should be prepared for? Such as? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've never been to the mountains. Uh, I think Shaft will have a bit of, a bit of aid to us in, in uh, traversing them, but I don't know. Anything that you might be able to tell us to help us find these gauntlets, apart from, you know, as precise of a location as you can. Are, are they dangerous? Should, are there any precautions we should take once we find them? The gauntlets themselves pose no threat to you, much like the amulet. Once retrieved, make sure it is secure and deliver to me as soon as possible. Once Shakar and Mia arrive, we'll relay your instructions. And I would say by this point, uh, Shakar and Mia, you have met now this pal that has handed you uh, one of these cubes. And I'm not sure if you want to question him, but he, he kind of says, look, we've we've your friends ahead of you. They've given us your descriptions. You're going to need these attuned to these as, as soon as possible before the, the tower gets activated. Uh, attuned to this? Shakara. I, I can only attune to so many things at once. We can worry about that later. First, we must make it to the tower. Find out what's going on. But he said to attune. Put it in your bag. Okay. I and keep I'll running. Continue running. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's just get me and Shakara there so they don't <laughs> miss any of this. Okay. <laughs> so there's Samuel, these three newcomers, and Sally standing in silence on one side of the table, looking at Shaft and Falzer in, in complete silence on the other for another 30 minutes. <laughs> 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 Just staring contest. <laughs> I, I I think we might have a few questions, possibly. Uh, okay, if if do you want to do you want to boot the girls off, Mike, to ask these questions? You probably should fill the time. Like, I mean, I, no, I don't think so. I mean, that'll I'll fill them in later. I was just basically going to ask the two, the human male and female, and and the tiefling is he's like, so who are you? I'm just going to be very blunt with them. Who are you guys? For the sake, okay, for sake of brevity, Samuel will introduce these three people to Shaft and Falzern. Uh, he will kind of usher the two of you out of out of the tower to wait for Shakara Mia to return. Now, when the and then basically give you instructions for the four of you to come when you're all together to come in to get your new instructions as far as to get the gauntlet. So that's what happens. So to your characters, you get an introduction. Now, to the players, we'll we'll all get an actual introduction, so we only have the two ones. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, so you can absolutely start to attune because you don't really know how far behind Shakara and Mia are to you. But by the time they get to you in like twenty five minutes, uh, you will not have successfully attuned to them yet. And obviously, in that time, the tower has not been activated yet. Presumably, they are still evacuating. And, we'll, and the evacuation of that section of the city will take some time, right? You're not sure how much time you you actually do have, but as of yet, the tower is not like immediately being activated. Just the plan is to activate it soon kind of thing, right? 
And the four of you uh, get together now and can re-enter the tower here. These three people. General Albert Stellis. So he's a, a gorilla of a man. He's standing like as tall as Mia and Shakara in and human in, in this dented and scratched up like reinforced plate armor, like patches of new metal over holes in his plate armor. But all of which like which looks very, very heavy and burdensome, but easily supported by his impressive stature. Tufts of this kind of thick, thick black hair kind of poke out from under a helm horned with like curled ram horns. The business end of an excessively large warhammer is strapped to his strapped to his back, kind of looms over his shoulder. And as per Samuel's introduction, he oversees like the martial troops, like the the ground forces themselves. So he's like the step below Samuel for the bulk of of the the fighting militia. The human woman is General Wilsha Ventrier. She's in kind of pristine and finely tailored robes uh, that snugly fit her form underneath an ornate leather, like it's like a utility belt, uh, this bandolier of potion vials on, on, one, on one side, like on one of her hips, and uh, a wand kind of sitting in this strange, like clearly custom-made holster on the other. Tight braids of her blonde hair, like, like tucked tight, behind her and the 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 braid kind of reaches all the way down to to like her waist she oversees the arcane troops like the arcane regiment basically the third uh female tiefling general larak calloway she has bright green skin wearing splint armor she's got about six inch horns matching the color of her skin kind of curve up and back along her brow uh, creating the, uh, this nearly kind of perfect 45 degree angle. If you were to draw like the straight line from the sharp end to her forehead where they kind of originate. So they like jut right back. Uh, a holy symbol hangs from her neck uh, of a, a waterfall spilling into a still body of water. She doesn't seem to carry any type of weapon. And again, as per Samuel's uh, introduction, she basically oversees like the the medics of the battlefield medics and all all of the triage centers and all of those associated with maintaining the health of both the martial troops and the arcane troops. She's gonna hate Mia. <laughs> well, Mia, uh, would you like to roll me a religion check, please, with advantage? Nine. Okay, so you recognize this symbol, though you don't know much about the deity itself, but this is the symbol of Eldath. Also goes by the green goddess or the mother of waters. Uh, or, as you actually know, are kind of most uh, familiar with, the quiet one. And you do know that this is generally perceived as to be a, a, a deity of, of good. Okay. And he regards, uh, after this introduction, Shakara and Mia. You've all received a cube? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you do not need to turn on the tower. Yeah, What's going on? The tower will be activated as a means of protection against the Neogi infestation. It is all that we have to actually keep them at bay. The tunnel beneath our storage tent proves that we can only protect so much above ground. So we have to kill everything that doesn't have a cube? It seems a little harsh. As I explained to Shaft and Valzerin, 
The affected portions of Drakal are being evacuated. There will be no deaths by the hands of the tower. Will the tower reach to the theater? That is a possibility. It is on the outskirts of the city. Mia, can you send a message to Jolie? I can't. I, I'm too spent. I, I don't have the energy. Samuel, there are darklings in the theater. The last few darklings that we know of that aren't, you know, mind-controlled. Is this theater of place of tactical importance? I, I think it may be, perhaps. Uh, I'm it's currently controlled by an ally. This, these darklings are on our side, and they're holding back Niyogi underneath the theater. The darkling tunnels, they run right to the theater, to and from. Look, look, uh, Fulcer, show them. We have a map of the tunnels. These darklings are important to us. They really helped us out. They have nowhere else to go. He'll take, the, yeah, he'll re he'll readily take the plans and, and he'll spread them out on the table so all of the generals and Sally can all see. Does anyone have a scroll? I, I need to communicate with them. And you see kind of, uh, they, everyone's kind of looking over them. And he, he, he you know, he, he takes his second to, to review them. We'll make sure that they are evacuated from the theater. If the tower reaches this portion, then it will drive the Niyogi back from this location. If there is a place they are attempting to enter, then we should prevent them from doing so. The tower will do that. Okay, so how does this tower work? How do these cubes work? Attune to them. Keep them on your person. They will allow you to be within the blue light for a limited time, without consequence. When do you plan to turn on the tower? I've given my forces until nightfall to evacuate the sections of the city affected. Then it will be activated. At which point we will be mobilizing into the mountains. Tonight? Yes. And through the tunnel that was dug to the storage tent. Samuel, defending your camp, I mean, we have, we have like, very little resources left. We need to rest. Tonight is too soon. You will be able to do so once we've created a stronghold in the mountains. Have you been down through the tunnel? It has been scouted, yes. The boulder blocking it still remains. There are giants and large creatures behind that boulder. We are sending a small team through the tunnels to determine exactly how far or how branching they may be. I assume you do not want to be part of that team. I look at the rest of them, so I shake my head no. I just want to rest. In our current condition, Samuel, we we will not be much aid in any fight at the moment. He kind of turns directly to Mia. It's been my experience that the enemy never rests, which means neither can we. We must do what we can at all times. You think my men don't want to rest? Sure. Those fighting on the front lines are giving them lives for all of this world? What good is a cleric that can't heal? What good is a hammer that can't summon the storms? I'm not asking you to charge into a swath of Niyogi come nightfall. I'm simply telling you what's going to happen with the tower. All you need to do is tell us where we need to go to get the gauntlet. We're not frontline fighters. We're here to help you out. I agree. Your efforts are better utilized more as a scalpel than a bludgeoned weapon. And he kind of removes the amulet from around his neck and opens up the cipher. And you see that he basically, he takes the amulet, right? 
And what I actually did not describe is once Falzern had closed off the anti-magic device, the ink that was uh, that came to the surface faded back away once the magic within these items could kick back in, right? Like, it, it's not... That device doesn't dispel, it just subdues for, for a time, right? So, obviously, he opens it up and, and it's blank once again. But what, he takes the amulet, right? And simply applies the amulet to the book itself. And almost as if he's he's writing with it, but the, the very tip of that, that pyramid structure, that four-sided pyramid structure, it activates the ink again, and it comes to the surface. And you see the same, and it hasn't changed or anything from what you, you recovered. It's that same four instances of, of string of code, essentially, made up of the four symbols on the amulet. And he flips a page, and then a second page, finding the third of the fourth with the book splayed open, he holds the amulet in his palm and essentially just taps the symbols in the order of the code in the book. And as he does, each of them kind of lights up as he's going around and tapping them, right? And then they light up and then they fade away as he touches it. And he enters enters this, this code. And on the map on the table, the topmost parchment on on the table it looks like a topographical map of the vorgarag mountains and as he finishes entering this code you see still he's basically like the amulet his, his hands uh like samuel is a large man himself he's able to just basically palm this amulet and points directs the pyramid structure to the paper right it actually the pyramid opens up and unfurls like a like the petals of a flower kind of opening up right this a blue light emits from it and kind of douses the the map is essentially what this is right at first the entire map is encompassed in this cone of light and then that that light that cone begins to shrink and and narrow into a pinpoint and without samuel moving his hand the beam of light angles in whichever direction it needs to go to properly point to this map. And you see it it, it, it narrows like as if you were directing and, and magnifying, like light through a magnifying glass. And this pinprick of blue light burns a, a spot onto this topographical map. And then the amulet closes up and Samuel dons it again and you know pockets the, the cipher. Shaft, being familiar with the Vorgrag Mountains, you immediately notice the, the 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 range of peaks that are depicted on this topographical map. There are three main peaks of the Vorgrag Mountains, which which are named, and there's about a half a dozen smaller unnamed peaks. So the three the three main peaks are Mount Necrosis, which according to this topographical map, its peak is five miles high. There's Mount Grolmag, which is six miles, and Mount Mignard, which is only three. The rest of the unnamed peaks range from one to two miles. On the map itself, it, it has pinpointed near one of the unnamed peaks. And judging by this map, uh, which you can tell that like it would actually be within the six-mile radius of the tower's influence. So it seems that there is certainly this location for this tower was obviously not chosen at random 
It was chosen chosen very purposefully by by Samuel, assumedly by Samuel, right? So it would be within the sphere of influence of, of the tower. Here. This is where you must travel. He hands us the map. If you would like to take the map, absolutely. If if uh, he can, he'll hand it off to you. And he, here he just set off for climates of snow and orc. How long can we be in this blue light? That depends on how strong you are. This cube will aid you in resisting the effects of the light. But even the strongest of my paladin members have succumbed to its effects. This this is within the range of the tower. Like, it's going to take a while to get there. We're going to be in the blue light. What is, what is an average range of, of how long someone can can be within its influence? What are we what are we working with here? He looks you up and down a little bit. <laughs> I'd give you three You'll hours. Die first. <laughs> <laughs> three hours to go six miles and then up. Okay. He specifically says that to Falgren. Well, three hours is not a lot of time to travel to this location and also find what we're looking for. Three hours with the cube. As I said, it depends from individual to individual. But we're a group. We don't split up. I think we have to get outside of the influence of the blue light, rest up, then we can go back in. If we can rest, there might be Neogi. You never know. I'm going to keep this circlet on. My forces will be engaging Neogi elsewhere, attempting to keep them busy. As I said, we are attacking them on three fronts now. My forces are becoming further and further divided. Not ideal. Again, pointing to the need for the tower. We don't have the men, the personnel, to keep the encampment secure. So, How long do we have before nightfall and they crank this tower on? So it's like uh, 6 or 7 p.m. now. So you've got, like, just consider it to be like midnight. You've got like five or six hours uh, to, to do something here. Whether or not that is to go back into the city outside of the influence and just rest for the night in there and then... Like, again, that's, this is going to be up, up to the party, obviously. Because Samuel's just, he's just, he's giving you the timeline for the activation of the tower, and then obviously what his troops are going to be doing, because uh, they're mobilizing, like, immediately, right? So if we go back into Drukal and then come back out, we, we're going the opposite direction of where we actually need to hand, uh, to head for this, to find a Scotland, right? Well, okay, so where, where the pinpoint for this is, say, like, very far north slightly northwest from your current position, right? The city of Drukal is directly going to be is going to be directly west. So basically if you were going to go back into the city, you could move in a northeasterly direction and skirt the effects of the tower for as long as possible before entering the vicinity of uh where where, you, where it's been pinpointed on on the map. Yeah, I, I think I like that plan. So Falzern will say shaft Mia, Shakara, I think we need some rest. Do, do we head back to Drakal? Find a safe place? Could Grimby fly us to the mountains? It is a possibility. We are still waiting on scouting reports into the mountains themselves to determine what kind of resistance we may meet on the surface. I've already been told that Captain Chum has tracked the retreating attack back to a wooded area on the side of the mountains. From there, he lost sight 
in the cover amongst the branches and the foliage. They did not exit this area. Clearly there is an entrance into the mountains somewhere in that vegetation. And in case you did not know, they do have rocks and other winged beasts that they control. Yes, I have been informed of the dangers of using the airships. There is another problem with the ships themselves. In addition to these items that you have recovered from the doppelgangers that have attacked my place, my home, they've destroyed my supply of phlogiston, the supply that powers the weapons. We have limited uses of them and their firepower. That's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that, Samuel. It is a blow. We continue to be assaulted from all sides. This is why proactive measures are necessary. Captain Chum has already been informed to use this weapon sparingly. Additional ballistae and siege equipment have been moved onto both airships. I do hope that will be enough to deter any flying miscreants that you may come across. Mayhaps it is best we do not take the airships then and make a target of ourselves. That's what I was thinking. We gotta sneak in there. Yes, I, I think I think the element of surprise is, is gonna be not an option if we go in on one of these large ships as as convenient as it would be to travel that that way. Well perhaps we head back to to the city and formulate a plan from there. Yes, I agree. Is there, is there anything else you can tell us, Samuel? Any advice you can give us? He kind of like motions to the map as he asks. The area in which you were traveling is one of the earliest settlements of the orcs. With the activation of the amulet now, the location of the gauntlets should be incredibly clear in the proximity of them as the amulet surfaces these items, for lack of a better term. Ah, you've like summoned them. That is the best analogy, I think, that could be applied to the situation. Whereas the tower acts only as a type of beacon in retrieving them. There is a risk when activating the amulet that the gauntlets are retrieved by another entity. Oh no. So we gotta head that way now then. Would someone be able to use these gauntlets without knowledge of, of how they function? Or they act as any other magical item you may attempt to attune to. Their true power lies in assembling set. But they would still be powerful on their own, I presume. Very. What do they do? The gauntlets allow you to emit energy blasts from the palms. The location, as I suspected, should be one of the earliest orc settlements. Long abandoned. So, I know this map. I know this area. Do I know the orc tribe that uh, would have been in that area? Uh, so, this this specific area here, in which uh, has been pinpointed on the map, you know that this is kind of outside of any tribal control. As Samuel has said, the, this kind of lower-lying area, which again would be closer to Drukal, that has been like abandoned to move further into the mountains and, and like higher up. So the, and the age of this settlement, uh, as far as you know, like you don't even know how long it's been standing and or abandoned. 
Okay, I guess traveling through the Vorgrag Mountains, would I know of this ruins of an old settlement or was it just something that... Throughout the mountains themselves, there are numerous abandoned settlements of varying sizes too, yeah. So I wouldn't say that this specific spot that's being pinpointed uh, is anything like special or, or, or would stand out to you, but you definitely know that many locations like this do exist specifically on the like outskirts of the range of the mountain range now why don't okay why don't you i i would say that it's actually clear to shaft that uh samuel definitely has some in-depth knowledge about this location right like this is what he's he's he hasn't directly come out and said but like it, it seems like strange that somebody that you know resides predominantly in the southern tip of Asbara has knowledge about something that going on in the, in the Rorgreg Mountains. So you say I found that I find that odd. I would say that seems strange to you. Yes, like you've spent like predominantly your the latter part of your life familiarizing yourself with the mountains. Uh, clearly, like as far as you know and as far as you've read in any of Samuel's journals, Samuel hasn't done that. Now you do know that Samuel has mentioned Killian to you, right? And has said that Killian was once in his employ. So perhaps that's where this information is coming from. Uh, that's that's very plausible. So from what he told us, it sounds like since he just used the amulet here and it's probably brought these gauntlets to the surface and possibly somebody else could come along and pick these things up. Uh, and we have like six hours of travel. How, how many miles away did you say? Uh, this this particular peak, the location of it is within six miles, so it won't take you six hours to get there. You just have six hours until the tower is activated. Exactly. But if we travel that way, then we can get outside of the range of the, the towers when they activate, get some rest, and then head in and be close to, very close to where we need to go, rather than going someplace else and the possibility of somebody else picking up these gauntlets uh, could happen. So I, I'm going to suggest, I, I think we go as close as we can, right outside of the, uh, the blue light, get some rest for tonight, you know, and then head right in and pick these things up tomorrow. If they're still there? I mean, we can try to get them tonight, but you guys said you needed some rest. I do need rest. I just, I worry that they're going to be taken. I believe that is our best option. Shaft, do you know where we can stay for the evening, then? Yeah, there are places. We best head off. Places like where we had dinner? Ugh. <laughs> Try to do something nice for somebody. <laughs> I thought that was very tasty. The ale mm -hmm. was quite fine. So your instructions are clear, then? Yep. I take the map and I sort of roll it up. And I guess fold it up and put it in my bag and I go uh, so where do we find you once we get these gauntlets I'll be with the troops heading into the mountains our first point of contact will be about three miles southwest of where you need to be alright I turn around and start walking out of the tent one last thing stop <laughs> your companions currently aboard the rising four yes what about them? You wish to take them into the mountains? Eh. They would be helpful. I agree. I already have an idea for their positions. 
What do you mean? Braun Brightwood. Can work with Larak. Halsa and Dreg. Can work with Wiltra. As long as Braun is agreeing to this, I think that's where his skills would be used. Work with them how? Be part of their militia. Without us, be separate from us. Are they not capable? Yeah, but Lorak's a healer and Bronze a healer. It's, he's a, people are grown adults. They can make choices, Shakara. Where are they now? They're still aboard the Rising Four. Alternatively, I believe Captain Chum is short a few crew members. I think I would feel better if they stayed on the Rising Four with Grimby. I'm fine with wherever Braun chooses to be. He's he's a free man now. Then then we'll be their choice. Alright. Where is the Rising Four now? It is landed outside of the encampment. Can we speak to them on our way out, Shaft? Is it on the way to the quickest route to these gauntlets? Yeah, yeah. They're 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 parked on the basically the opposite of the encampment where they were before like where their front line is, so like on the way to the mountain. So yes, you you will be you'll basically be encountering them uh, as you move into the mountains. And we can do a quick stop. I would appreciate it. And I start to take another step. I look back. Anything else? That is it for now. I will say, should you encounter any of these tunneling creatures, their umber hulks that the Neogi control. I've tasked my men with capturing any number of them. We, It would be wise to even the playing field against them. Can they be trained and used against them? I do not wish to enslave them. If we liberate them, perhaps they will aid us. Right. Okay. So, so you're saying leave them be? I'm saying if you can capture one and break the control... Of the Niyogi, we can use any aid that they can give us. I don't know. I I, I don't know how to break break this uh, spell unless you can give us some kind of a idea how we do that. I was under the assumption that you've encountered Niyogi before. Yeah. Yeah, we have numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. You have never successfully broken one of their mind-controlled slaves. We have killed the Niyogi and severed the control that way. There you have your answer, Shaft. Should you free one of these creatures? And he'll motion to Wilsha, and Wilsha will produce uh, four scrolls, handing each of you one of them. This will uh, ideally aid you in your communication. And you each get a scroll of tongues. And a for those unfamiliar, scroll of tongues uh, grants the creature you touch the ability to understand any spoken language it hears. Moreover, when the target speech, uh, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language and can hear the target understands what it says. It's essentially a universal translator. And of course, that is a scroll, which would mean that Falzern could potentially scribe it into his book rather than using it up. What what level spell would? Uh... It is a third level divina- divination spell, and it is on the Bard, Cleric, Sorcerer, Warlock, and Wizard spell list. So anybody not part of those classes trying to use it would have to make a uh, mishap roll. That will be all. And that's our show. 
If you're not already, be sure to follow us at IncorrigiblePar on Twitter, IncorrigibleParty on Instagram and Facebook, and you can go to IncorrigibleParty.com for world lore and PC information, and we've recently started adding some maps there as well. Incorrigible Party is generously sponsored and made possible by Critical Hit Design. For any of your design needs, visit criticalhitdesign.com. All ambient sound and music is provided by Tabletop Audio. And our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can reach him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring! <laughs>